Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. of left turns and loud noises it is episode 60 presented by stadium scene tv i am your host anthony dietrich now officially in second place today is tuesday june 16th 2020 and uh nascar just decided to do a whole bunch of crazy shit over the past week so we have a lot to talk about in this episode including new hall of famers the all-star race has been pushed somewhere else including the number on the car but first things first let me introduce you to my co-host today. I have the one and only first place in the LTL and Pick'em, Kevin Costello, on with me today. What's up, my dude? Feels good, man. You know, sometimes you got to give your competition a little advantage so they can get their hopes up before you just flat out crush it. And that's what I did to you this weekend, and it uh, feels good. Feels good. Kevin set a record last weekend um, at Homestead with 64 points. Um, we've never seen anyone break 60. So congratulations, Kevin. Give yourself a round of applause. You're in first place for the only week uh, that I'm going to allow it because everyone loves a good comeback story and nothing feels better than coming back from four points. You know, I, I would like to call my own story a comeback story considering I was behind early on. But I hey, you were if, like if, 70 if you want to build your confidence point. up just so I can break it down again, that's all on you, man. All right, and joining us as well, we have, um, uh, I guess, a new version of Jeremy Methfield. He wanted me to call him Major General Methfield. So, joining the podcast, Major General Methfield, how's it going? Well, hello there. I feel like I should talk like an old-timey Civil War guy now. Please don't. I just, I wasn't going to. I wasn't going to. Trust me, nobody <laughs> wants that. I just changed the Twitter handle just because I saw Captain Briscoe and Captain LaJoy, and it's like, I kind of want to get on that. That looks like fun. So that's all that is. And yeah. you guys are so full of yourselves because I am just tanking purposefully in your uh, pick and pull here. Because, uh, I mean, I picked Bowman to win, and nobody else believed in me. So mm-hmm. I just figured out, you know, lay back, save my thumb. tires. Yeah, I know. I, I just suck. That's all there is to it. Well, you know what they say. A win and you're in. So you are in the NASCAR uh, Pick'em LTL and podcast playoffs. So congratulations. The only one not locked in right now is Alex, but Alex is making a comeback. He's less than 80 points behind. And if he ends up picking the drivers one, two, and three this weekend, Alex might be in first place. He's about the Newman as way to do a championship. Or should I say <laughs> Matt Crafton considering y'all? He yeah, let's, let, let's be a little more current since Matt yeah. Crafton actually did it. 
Um, so we have so much to talk about this week. I mean, NASCAR just wouldn't um, stop with the news, it felt like. It started last week with the announcement of the ban, uh, banning of Confederate flags at racetracks. And then it just kept um, going on and on. We have all-star race changes. Fans are coming back to um, the track, including like 30,000 allowed at Bristol for the uh, new all-star race. And not to mention now the numbers look like they're changing and a choose cone might be involved. Then we got the Hall of Fame today and so much shit has happened. So, Kevin, how would you like to start this off chronologically or should we go with the biggest story? I feel like in both regards, it's the same thing. And that would be the uh, the banning of the Confederate flag. And yeah. all I got to say is it's it's about damn time. <laughs> yeah, about damn time. Honestly, I know. Like, I know. It's a piss, huge step. It, it's definitely going to piss off some old timey fans, but for the greater good and inclusion of everyone within the sport we all love, it's a it's a it's a decision that probably should have happened four years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but still on brand, you know, reactive, not proactive, but at least they're doing something. Yeah, uh, definitely the most NASCAR thing, reactive. But I mean, at least they did something. This is better oh, than yeah. staying stagnant and falling behind and continuing to be a joke. You have no idea how many new fans I've seen on Twitter watching the Martinsville and Homestead races and me interacting with them, trying to help them better understand what they're watching. I want to give a shout out, actually, a WNBA star. Um, I've been interacting with her a lot lately about like just what's been going on uh, like with the last few races. I want to give a shout out to Renee Montgomery. Like She's um, been very into it, and it's gotten a lot more people to start checking it out. And I really wish that, you know, she had seen all the races during the weekend because when we get to Homestead, I mean, we saw some great races this weekend. But honestly, shouts out to NASCAR. I think this was the right decision. Um, Obviously, yeah, it's a trigger warning for, like, older fans who are like, oh, but my heritage. It's like, listen, I I mean, the only thing I can think of that didn't last as long as the Confederacy is the fucking wings on the NASCARs during the Car of Tomorrow. Like, that shit didn't even last that long. It was was, uh, fucking oppression. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know. And, like, I'm definitely happy NASCAR did it. I'm definitely, like, very pro this move. And it was a, it, it, it shined a great light on us, too. Like, that was very progressive. And I'm really, like, shouts out NASCAR for that. Yeah. It's, it's just such a no brainer decision yeah, looking right. back. I, like, I wish it would have happened earlier because if, like, back I said four years ago when this was all going down, like, that's four years of fans that we could have bred and, turned into hardcore fans by now but it's definitely better late than never um and i i really can't wait to see all these new fans become super interested in a sport that i mean it, look at the grand sports schemes right now we might not even get a baseball this year so oh, yeah. those baseball fans who might not uh have something to look forward to can now watch this and if that helps them watch it and helps them become hardcore fans that's an awesome thing exactly methy what's uh what's your thoughts on everything I saw something that I think worded it perfectly. It was everybody shocked over the fact that they banned the Confederate flag either because, A, it's about damn time, or it's 2020 and it hasn't happened before Before now. It's a long time coming. I mean, I really don't want to get too political, but, you know, I'm, a, oh, yeah. I'm from the south side of Chicago, so I never really grew up around it, exposed to it. I mean, the only time I ever really saw it was on a general lease, so I thought it was about, you know, fast cars, Daisy Dukes, mm-hmm. and country music. That's what I thought it was about. 
And exactly. I think that's and the heritage. And that's the heritage that a lot of people are talking about. You know, country mm-hmm. music, lifted trucks, moonshine, whiskey, that sort of... Yeah, exactly, like that. That, that, quote, southern lifestyle, which, if you want to fly a flag that represents a southern lifestyle like that, fly the big old number three, because oh, that represents Dale, yeah. southern lifestyle without offending a huge chunk of the population. Mm-hmm. Well, you're going to offend Gordon fans, but we don't worry about them. <laughs> I, I, hey, I was a Gordon fan, and I didn't like Senior because of his fans <laughs> picking on me for being a Gordon fan as a kid. So for me to say, hell yeah, fly the big number three, that, that's a, I think, that, no, that, that means a lot coming from me. Fly the hell three. Hell yeah, Matthew. Fly hell the yeah. three. Dale's not dead. He's one lap ahead. All right. That's a that's a scary thought because it's probably uh, true. or just you know fly the American flag. That's yeah, you know <laughs> the actual winners of the Civil War. Exactly. Yeah. It's, I uh... I even say just like listen, if you want to be edgy, like fly the "Don't Tread on Me" flag. Like that's that's a good flag, right? That's not an offensive flag, right? It's probably offensive to someone, but not enough right, well, to wear. Okay, then yeah. do the yeah, no the step on snake. Do the no <laughs> step step on snake. <laughs> it's literally the same thing, but it's just drawn in crayon. I don't know. Yeah. That, Someone's uh, gonna be listening to this and be like, "Well, Anthony's canceled." Yeah, I just I remember being at in Daytona and driving through the camp campgrounds and like seeing all the Confederate flags there, and I'm like, "It's not very welcoming." I'm just like, "You're not getting everything out of this event that you could, um, and you're not gonna bring a new fan who's you know progressive, um, and they see that they're gonna be like, well, yikes.'" <laughs> So now that it's gone, um, I don't think we'll see a really full effect of it and like a true reaction, honestly, until we get back to full fans. One one camping, but like the, yeah. the tracks that I think would have the biggest um, outcry about it are like Darlington, um, Dega, Daytona, and Atlanta would be my mm-hmm. guess, and I guess Bristol. Too, yeah, I was gonna maybe. say Bristol probably. Yeah, but like uh, ones where you, you can don't camp see, like, inside the track. Camping. Yeah, you don't see exactly camping. And I don't. I don't actually know. Other than like what we talked about when I interviewed um, uh, Turn Two Tailgater, shouts out. Like you know, the, like the parking lot outside is, is preposterously massive out there. So I mean, I've I've never seen it, so I don't know. Um, but yeah, oh, Talladega. No, 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 no. I oh, I've seen that shit show. Trust me. No, I'm talking about Bristol. Oh, have oh, I okay. seen the camping outside Talladega? <laughs> I, mean, I shit, couldn't. Sometimes see you can't shit. find the cart. Yeah, you can't yeah. find the cars because of how big the beer can mountains are out there. Yeah, beer can mountains, uh, the fire, the uh, bonfire smoke, just hanging over like a haze, no matter what time of day it is, wind mm-hmm. direction. Mm-hmm. Like there's people oh, yeah. in there somewhere. I can tell. <laughs> yeah, I was. I, I parked near the highway for that one, and uh, yeah, you could definitely see the haze. Couldn't really see the track too well until the lights were on. At what point was I ever going to go back to the car until I was ready to sleep, though? Let's be real. Good point. And um, let's move along. Um, unless there's anything else that we want to say about it other than shouts out NASCAR. Good job. Yeah, shout out. That's all I got to say. Um, I want to just talk about real quick the uh, loudmouths that are uh, saying, okay, we're done with NASCAR. Congratulations to you guys. You did it. You, um, you officially said your uh, piece on it. And uh, thank you. We appreciate you guys. Uh, Bailing. We'll see you at Daytona in August. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> they're not gone. They're, they're they'll 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 cry themselves to sleep and 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 cuddle their Robert E. Lee body pillows and then they'll they'll get over themselves. You know they'll 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 be fine. And you know and of course 
I think the biggest thing, the biggest kind of joke out of the whole thing was Ray Cicerelli like an hour later going on uh, Facebook and saying, I quit, essentially. I uh, had that friends was... who weren't even NASCAR fans bring up Ray Cicerelli and like, hey, what are your thoughts on him? And I'm like, well, I'm not going to miss him finishing 28th in the truck series. That's for damn sure. Yeah. I, first of all, I had no idea who he was. I At first, when I like saw him before this whole ordeal... I was just like, that was an ARCA driver in the early 2000s, right? Like, like that's like a Venerini-style yeah. guy, right? With a long name. I can't really, like, remember what he did. And it's I like... I remember the last name as a defenseman for the Red Wings in, like, the early or mid-90s. Yeah, like, like I, no Dino one Cicero- had... Dino Cicerelli? I thought he was a hockey player. <laughs> oh, no, this is the truck driver? Oh. Oh, okay. And then he spun out and nobody cared anymore. Yeah, it was like no one really was like following racist really. I think the only reason anyone would was because like he probably liked Bailey Curry, and like it, it, it really he got his fifteen minutes of fame, and and surprise, surprise, it was all a bunch of hate and uh, you know, kind of like all right, bye. And he got upset about that on the internet too. He had a little interview with David Albino or Albino, sorry, and um, it was like uh, just. Yeah, he's he's upset. Well, yeah, man, you probably uh, didn't need to go full. I'm leaving the sport now. Like, okay, dude, bye. How, we'll it's find someone else airport. to finish in 28th. It's not an airport. You don't need to announce your departure. Just go. <laughs> and it's like not even at the end of the season, or not even immediately. It's at the end of the season. Like he's still just gonna sit there and complain during the season. So it's like, no one really cared. He got his 50 minutes of fame. Like people who didn't even know NASCAR were just like, this guy's not even any good. He's never won a race. It's not always about winning when you're a lower tier driver, but at least finish in 10th when there's only 30 cars in the field. Eventually. Like the only time he ever finished in top 10 was at Michigan last year. And if you guys remember that Michigan truck race, I think half the field got in a wreck in lap three, if I recall correctly. Like, I, like Ancrum and Rhodes and a bunch of drivers just got into a complete carnage fest on the front straightaway. And there's also draft fest over there. I don't know. He's not very good. No one's going to really miss him. So, bye. Bye. All right. Um, well, that took up a lot of time. Um, <laughs> I, I said Worth I wanted it, to move quickly. I, I said it, I wanted though. to move quickly. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So, let's move on from NASCAR's victory in some regards to, to another, another yeah I guess another victory um I like many fans had kind of put the all-star race on this kind of oh as it take up a whole weekend kind of deal like I didn't really care for it Charlotte so NASCAR was like hey you know how the Bristol race was really good let's do that again and NASCAR announced that we're moving the all-star race to Bristol and that was a huge hallelujah. I mean, I don't know how you feel about that, Kevin, but that was like that was the correct move in my eyes. I'm gonna be honest. I don't think I saw a single person across every social media platform not say thank God, because <laughs> when especially this year, when would you rather have a race in at Charlotte with no fans take place because the governor there and whatnot? and the coronavirus situation or a short track race under the lights at Bristol with 30,000 fans. It's I mean, for a million dollars. For a million, for a million dollars. dollars. Like we imagine, imagine the, the last laps we got at Bristol a couple of weeks ago, but for a million dollars in front of an actual crowd, like if you have two di- drivers dive bomb each other um, and take each other out, they're going to fight. Oh yeah. Eighth, eighth <laughs> place at the white flag is going to win. 
Yes, oh, someone's going to get yeah. their ass kicked, and I can't wait. I, I have a proposition, by the way, boys, and hear me out on this. I think for the All-Star Race, to make things a little more interesting on the podcast, I think since the drivers who finish second through whatever positions are going to be there don't win any money, essentially, I think that for the podcast, for the pick only the winner gets points. Ooh. And I think we should maybe raise the stakes and maybe make it a 60-point race Ooh. or a 70 instead of a 35 since it's going to be a little more interesting. I'm doing all the help I can get. I'm in. I'd, I'd be down. Yeah. And I <laughs> think he needs make... a wild card race desperately. I think we should make a rule too where no person can have the same. Um, That's pick. fair also. It'll go by um, standing. So, Methy, congratulations. You're probably picking first. Um, <laughs> Yay. Chris so, Busher, yeah. it is. Chris. Uh, no, no, no. Ricky Stenhouse. <laughs> He's going to pick Stenhouse. <laughs> I'm also track. He does good there. He does good so, there. Well, here's the thing. Um, we do have to figure out. So there will be an open race, right, Kevin? Yeah, I, I unless oh. they're planning on still having the open race at Charlotte and then driving over to Bristol. Nah, <laughs> dude, you know how fucking crazy that open race is gonna be. <laughs> that would be awesome. So <laughs> it's gonna be a good time. And then think about the drivers who are really good at Bristol that don't have wins: Matt Benedetto, Bubba Wallace. Um, I'm trying to think. I feel like Stenhouse and Stenhouse have had yeah. successes there. Christopher you know, Bell. Tyler Reddick. Tyler Reddick. There's a lot of people. There are some interesting names in that field that I are going to make for... the open format the same because I feel like that's been the most consistent good format the last couple of years where it's that three um yeah segments winner of each one gets it and then uh, the vote. fan vote as well. I think it should still be just two segments. I think that we should just get like two guys from the field. I think we have a good amount this year already um yeah i mean the more well, the merrier three because justin haley's not going to be there oh, oh well there goes there's my pick he is eligible people yeah. forget this dude justin <laughs> haley is a cup series winner he is there's an entire twitter dedicated to it shouts yeah. out shout out oh. <laughs> yeah but overall great move um it, I'm super interested to see what the format's going to be. I've seen a lot of different mm-hmm. things. I think Clint Boyer said like four segments winner of each one gets 250k and then if you win all four you get a bonus a million that would be cool i don't think anyone's oh winning God. all four though yeah, yeah I, I don't know unless i don't even think kyle bush could pull that off like this package is way too crazy you know but here's the thing like how long are these segments going to be because i feel like with short run yeah you could totally just dominate an entire segment no one's going to really compete but when you get into like this 40 50 60 lap runs at bristol mm-hmm. i mean these cars can change on a freaking dime not to mention the lap traffic will totally play a factor if if they don't have like a ten lap shootout, I'm gonna be a little bit disappointed because that oh, would there's be definitely gonna be a ten lap shootout. For complete the chaos. Yeah, come on, are you kidding me? We're and don't count the caution laps. Do not count the caution laps. At oh all. yeah, for sure. Well, like, I feel like you can count them. In, like, let's say it's two hundred laps, and they go and they go sixty laps, sixty laps, sixty laps, and then twenty laps, something like give that. Give me chaos. This is don't, an all star race. Yeah, I feel like. Definitely don't count cautions at the end. And have unlimited green white checkers, too. Why not? Like, you remember the freaking uh, I, I, Bush clash? Thank you. I almost called the Budweiser shootout redacted. Um, <laughs> Like, that, they were going in a wreck fest for a race that, like, it wasn't even worth winning, honestly, oh, yeah. to wreck that much. Imagine what they're going to do for a race for, like, an extra million dollars yes. on the line. Like, oh, my God, this is going to be great. That'd I can't be wait. But, of course, with NASCAR, they make they do something great. It's got to be a catch with it, and the catch is they're going to move the numbers. They're moving the numbers to the back, uh, not the quarter panel, but uh, 
what part of the car is that? I just call it like near tire area. Methy, you you probably know this. Methy, best. you are you are a person <laughs> who driven cars like this. Like, wh- what That's... is the position style of that number? Uh, wrong. <laughs> Fair. Well, okay. It's I don't know back door, back part of the door, front part of the quarter panel. Uh, I. It's I need wrong. To say... Yeah. There's no. It's just wrong. I'm going to go opposite of you, Methy. I'm going to say I don't really care where the number is. It's not a big deal to me. Like, the number could be on the window for all I care. Uh, you know, as long as the car looks nice with the paint scheme, I'm, I'm not going to get too mad about where the number placement is. It looks goofy. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think it's the end of the world. Some fans I, are acting like NASCAR just nuked itself. There's, It's so visual, NASCAR. You watch NASCAR on yeah. TV. You'll watch NASCAR on TV. You go to the tracks. You see the cars. The cars, no matter what the paint schemes have been, the sponsors have been, the body styles have been, through anything and everything that has changed, the numbers have not moved. That is the one consistent, one constant from the beginning of NASCAR. And it's they're, they're taking away part of the visual aspect of it. They're changing. They're not taking it away. Let me rephrase that. But they're changing yeah. a big part of the identification of cars. Everybody sees it. You go to a race, you smell it, you hear it. But on TV, it's just, you see it. And they're going to change the visual for it. And that's why I think everybody, myself included, did, no, I don't like change. Methy is just over like, here, like, let me rephrase applauding. That. I don't like that change. I don't We're like that We're all applauding change. NASCAR for changing the Confederate flag rules. Like, but by the way, this change is stupid with the numbers. We don't like yeah. change, but we like we like other change, not this one. It, it's it's yeah, kind of one of those change. things. Like, it, if it ain't broke, you don't need to fix it. And I don't. Okay. It ain't broke. All right. Well, I'm gonna go play devil's advocate also because I don't really care. Um, this isn't a big deal to me. Also, Methy, you're incorrect. The numbers have not been in the same spot since the beginning of NASCAR. They used to be all over the fucking place in like the 50s and 60s. Like they used to be. I wasn't front. alive, so it doesn't count. Okay, Fair. well, you know what? None of us on this podcast were, but I can... Dale Earnhardt actually own. isn't a uh, Daytona 500 winner because it happened before I was born. That's... Oh, jeez. Stop saying things like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I mean, I was like oh, oh. three when it happened, but jeez, Kevin. Matthew, how much did that hurt? <laughs> oh, all, all of it. <laughs> Matthew was a, a starry-eyed teenager when that happened. Uh. Oh, fuck. Uh, was I? Was it? Oh, 98? Yeah, I was 16 then. I was, yeah, yeah, I was a teenager. Yeah. Jeez yeah. um, Louise, Kevin. Stop making, stop making me and Methy feel weird about our ages right now. I know. I'm I, never, I never got to see a race at North Wilkesboro until it was on iRacing. That's fair. Me or did I, but I mean, I was alive just not watching NASCAR in 96. <laughs> I, mean, I got the last race on VHS. <laughs> ah, yes. Jeff Gordon's <laughs> finest victory. It was. Sure. Um, what was I saying? Okay, look, I don't really have a problem with the numbers. And I said this on Twitter. I said that it really shouldn't matter where the numbers are because I feel like NASCAR should not mandate where they go. I feel like the teams and sponsors should be deciding where the numbers on the car goes and the fans should just deal with it. But I get it. Identification. To me, though, I like the identification being more what the car looks like. And I know that doesn't work right now with the way NASCAR is set up because teams – like, for example, Brad Keselowski has, like, 10 different paint schemes this year for the amount of freaking sponsorship that he has. Like, Penske cars are never going to look the same from weekend to week out, so I get that. 
and you want the, the number is the, the same. Numbers. The font is the same. The location is the same. Well, this Colors is this is different. a trial and error, so we'll we'll see how it works. But of course, I mean, you know, Donald is going to look at it and be like, "Well, I don't see anything wrong with this." Even though it, it's eighty percent of... like it. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of those things where, like, I had another thing. Like, I had friends who um aren't like the biggest fans. Like, tell, like ask me for my opinion on it. I'm like, so if it's getting news outside of the 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 uh the hardcore fan, it's it's a big deal and. Well, it's it's not a big deal in the grand scheme of things, but it's something to where it's one of those changes. Just kind of like, yeah. why? Well, let's take a look though, real quick, at like what they're trying to do with the um, Gen Seven, and the way that that body style works. You don't have a lot of space in the back for the quarter panel pay, uh, sponsor. It almost makes more sense to move the number to the back uh, door, whatever the fuck location it is. So it's like you know. I understand. I, I feel like when NASCAR tries something at the All-Star race, typically they're going to end up using it at some point, like the stupid package. I, I yeah. know they haven't done those tires yet, um, like the prime or options or whatever oh, that yeah, terrible that. idea was. But, you know, I think they tried the caution clock there once. Um, what was it? They they tested the, um, the, the uh, weird pit stall strategy thing that they're trying to do in the truck series now. Um, I don't know what the fuck else they, they had, but they, you know, the all-star race is just where they try new ideas. This is just a cosmetic thing. It's, you know, I mean, this is still, they're still going to have the good package that worked great a couple of weeks ago. So it's, you know, it's just, a, it's just an aesthetic thing. And, and yeah, for me, an- another thing, are they going to still have all-star qualifying? And if so, how are they going to go from that at Bristol? How- Cause that's going to be fun. Yeah, I wonder how they're going to set that up because they don't seem to be doing real qualifying cup anyway. So I wonder if they're still because this is a Wednesday night race. Like people have to understand, this is a Wednesday night race. Correct. So, and that's another thing. Like uh, me, Kevin, and Methy are not that close to Bristol, so we can't really just in the middle of our work week or whatever schedule we have just be like, "All right, time to go to Tennessee." Like, no, I, I'm not driving 12 hours. Kevin, you're not driving like however many hours. And Methy, you, you live in like. BFE. I don't know how far it is for you. It's probably <laughs> way further than we are. Ten, maybe. Okay, you're actually closer than I am. Still not going. Yeah, I live in I live in the fucking shaft of the United States in South Florida. Like, I'm not driving twelve hours for a weekday race. I'm sorry. Like, I'll fly there. Worst case. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's too far for me. I, I hate living. All right. Besides Homestead, me venting bro. about, yeah, well, you know, Homestead would have been cool, but uh, we, we'll we'll get to that in a minute with the fans there. Um, okay. Oh, I think the only other thing I want to talk about the All Star race is Austin Dillon got everyone like uh, just a little bit of a a semi chub with the choose cone, and I'm I'm not gonna lie, if there's any time to try it, do it at the All Star race because Bristol is a track where you really do want to choose if you're starting inside or outside. I I can't imagine anyone in the top ten is gonna want to start in the inside. Well, yeah, people forget Joey Logano probably won that would have won that race from the inside. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. So I think I, Chase Elliott's tires were poop. I think like the first three off of pit road, this is how it's going to work. First person's obviously going to choose the top. Um, second person's probably going to choose the top behind the leader, but then third, I'd start in the middle. You gain a spot from that. Yeah, uh, or it's going to be super interesting. Yeah, it'll this, be a fun this... event to watch for sure. This only works though with like an all star race where you only have like 22 cars or whatever, however many are going to be in it. Mm-hmm. So it's like you can't do this with 40 cars, that would be ridiculous. 
Yeah, I wonder how they're going to do pit road too. Because if the event has, let's say, only twenty cars only... entered, how do pit stalls work? Or can they all slate them on the front? Um, they might be able to. I still think that pit road should still be normal pit road. I, I, you know, like during the cautions, you have to use both. Sorry, excuse me. You have to use both, and then yeah. during um, green flag, you can just go to your uh, selected side where your car. Uh, stall is or whatever i'd be for it yeah you know and then i mean you still have to adhere to the same rules if you're like if there are like 21 stalls on the front stretch and then it's like their 22nd car and you're the only one on the back stretch you still can't go through like five fucking pit boxes and just be like i'm here like you'll still get penalized for that mm-hmm. you know what i'm talking about oh yeah i, who, I do that on i racing oh well methy officially a terrible driver confirmed wow no, no. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, but no. <laughs> Listen, I, me and Kevin are still working on getting our iRig rigs at some point, so uh, we'll we'll see you out there. You, you do carb cupper. Uh, I don't know what I've been doing lately. I just I kind of got bored, just getting my ass kicked and getting mm-hmm. wrecked, and it's like ah. I quit well, let's real not get too much. This. Let's not get too much into the nerd iRacing racing talk right now. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll let, let me counter all my nerd talk with uh, some actual racing with the cone, the choose cone, and how much I actually enjoy it. Go for I it. Went from, I went from 7th to 2nd under caution because 1st through 6th stayed high. Wow. And I'm like, I don't care I... if the outside line is faster. I'm going to take five free positions, and I'm going to start inside row 2 because the leader was out by himself. I started inside row 2 on the caution, and I'm like, somebody's going to slip up somewhere and I'm going to be able to slide up and I will gain positions under caution. Sure sure as shit. Oh, yeah. I restarted second. (laughs) Green flag. I went into one. Caution came out behind me. They scored me second. So on the restart for that one, I started on a high side and I drove around the leader a lap and a half later and I won the heat race. So it's like, give me the juice cone. I passed six cars under caution and there were free spots. So Nothing has the sweet taste of victory. <laughs> I do. It's, it's delicious. Oh, man. And like I've been teasing, we really need to have this interview, like a full actual interview with Methy to understand more about this man's racing career because he'll just drop tidbits like this, like having actually benefited from the Choose Cone. And I just, I love it. it, it your, your stories are so interesting to me. Well, thank you. I, uh, I don't I, Whenever you're ready for a full interview, I'll be glad to sit down and <laughs> drink a couple beers and hopefully jag my memory for some of this shit because it was so long ago. Oh, man. All right. So moving along from the All-Star Race and Methy actually being very good at driving, um, let's talk about – okay, so NASCAR announced its Hall of Fame class today. And, uh, Kevin, you want to take this one over? Yeah. So we have three new – sorry about that. We have three new members of the NASCAR Hall of Fame now, being Dale Jr. We all know good old Dale. Um, I was surprised he only got 74% of the vote. I think that was. Maybe 76. I I think it was 76. I thought he should have been um, closer to 100%, but I guess there's some people, kind of like game theory, where it's like, oh, enough people are going to choose Dale Jr., so Mm -hmm. let's choose... Um, you know, someone else and give him a better opportunity. I get that, but like, I feel like yeah. he deserves him in terms of people who does have deserved to get unanimous uh votes into the hall. I'd say everyone from the first class, 
Um, mm-hmm. And then Jeff Gordon and Dale Jr. I just don't I, – I don't know about Dale Jr. being unanimous. I mean, like, other than being, like, two-time Daytona 500 champion and I guess two-time Xfinity champion – um and what how many times did he win most popular driver like a million times in a row like, all other of them than that, 15. 15. <laughs> that's ridiculous like yeah. other than that though i mean his his career statistics are not like the most like obvious hall of famer like he's like a popular hall of famer sure but i mean there are drivers with better statistics cough cough carl edwards i guess like, mm-hmm. like, you know, are not in the Hall of Fame. And, I mean, Carl will probably get in there because I feel like they're just going to put all, almost anyone into the Hall of Fame at this point. But it's like, I, I don't think that, um, I, I don't think that Dale Jr. is a unanimous decision. But good for him getting in. 76% of the vote, you have to understand, it's still three-fourths of these voters. So, I mean, good yes. for him getting that. And I'm trying to figure out um the rest That's, of... It was rigged. It was rigged at 76% because he's got one of the Munical 76 balls from North Carolina out in his property somewhere. Oh, right. sponsorship. For sure. That was a sponsorship plug rig. <laughs> I nice. can't believe I didn't think about that. Wow. He, he so moving, moving on from Junior, we also have the late, great Mike Stefanik, our only yes. nine-time NASCAR champion. Yeah, people like to talk about seven-time and yeah. Petty and Earnhardt, but nobody likes to talk about the nine-time champion Stefanik. Um, so it's what seven modified championships and then two Bush North. I I mean, that's very impressive. It doesn't really matter how many cars are in the field. I mean, to win nine championships in any sport is fantastic. So yes. shouts out to Stefanik for getting it in there. And then also, posthumously. also Red Farmer. So yes, um, awesome to see Red get it. I know he's been. He's one of those old school names that, like, I can't say I know much about, but I know the name. And oh, I've seen that. At a certain before. point, that'll get you in the hall. So I'm, I'm super happy he made it. Yeah, good for him. He's, he is still alive, correct? I, I saw like him on Twitter yeah. talk. I do believe so. I, I didn't yeah, know if that was old. I didn't know he's if that was an old video. But he's, yeah, I believe he's, he's still racing. He won in. He Would in not be surprised. Yeah, oh, there's no way. What? <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Okay. And then um, Ralph Seagraves is the landmark award recipient uh, for contributions to NASCAR. I will say I'm not sure about Ralph Seagraves. I don't know who that is, unfortunately. I mean, for a NASCAR podcast, we know so little about other drivers, it seems, or people who contributed to the yeah. sport. But I, I would love to say I know who that is, and I'd also say what the landmark award means, too. Um, mm-hmm. Does it I get think you it's in... just someone who – he probably was a promoter or something. I can look it yeah, up real quick. I, I can look it up. Let's respect a man who just got into the Hall of Fame and yeah. actually see what he did. So, Ralph. Yeah, let's let's take a quick commercial break while you look that up, all right? All right. As, we, <laughs> as uh, Methy is going to take a quick uh, break, we will be right back. Enjoy this uh, selected advertisement. Have a good one.
Only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Hi, we are actually not sponsored by Liberty Mutual. I just wanted to throw that in, that in there for fun. Uh, Liberty Mutual, please uh, sponsor us. Thank you. All right, welcome. All right, welcome back to the podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed that commercial break. We are recording live for Kevin in the. Uh, he is now considering himself the Grand Poobah of Danger Bay. You want to give a little uh, update on how Danger Bay is looking? Yeah, so Danger Bay, nicknamed by uh, our own Messi himself after Safety Harbor apparently wasn't good enough for him. So right when we started this episode. I look out, and I'm in, like, my back porch, which is screened off, but I look out, and I see possibly the most biggest bug wasp I've ever seen, and someone brought up murder hornets, and I was like, shoot, that might have been it. So if I uh, don't make it back on any episodes in the future, it is 100% due to the murder hornet. The dangerous murder hornets, of course. Mm -hmm. All right, well, so when we left off, we were talking about one of the Hall of Famers, um... And now I lost him. Um, give me one second. Ralph Seagraves. So Ralph Seagraves was an executive American executive for 13 years. He was the president of RJ Reynolds Tobacco Company's special events operations, now sports marketing enterprises. Um, he helped introduce Winston's Winston cigarettes um into NASCAR in the NHRA. And he actually mm-hmm. was inducted into the International Motorsports Hall of Fame in 2008. So good for you, um, Postonomous. I'm saying this wrong. Posthumously. Posthumously. Thank you. I can't pronounce words. We already know this. <laughs> this is true. He um, unfortunately passed away in 98, but congratulations on being inducted to the NASCAR Hall of Fame. That's awesome. And I just wanted to point out that a couple of the people, so um, Stef- Stefanik was um, picked at 49% of the ballots, just ahead of Ricky Rudd and Neil Bonnet. So that's interesting because i feel like ricky rudd probably is going to be the next one in in le- oh tony stewart's on the ballot next year isn't he no tony no, stewart's elected last he's year he's already in he's already in one more thing um who who else would there be then i guess no one else really has retired casey kane me uh, and not that he would get in over edward no but just people that are eligible that like yeah i'm just him. yeah um, I'm trying to think, if there's anyone Elliot Xfinity. Sadler? Elliot Sadler, but he's yeah, he but... never won an Xfinity championship. If if, if Carl Edwards a... isn't getting in, then if there was Casey a choke Kane. artist Hall of Fame, him and him and Carl Edwards would be the first ones in there. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right, so moving along. Um, so now we can get back into the races that happened this weekend. So we start chronological order. It seems like a decade ago, but we did race in Martinsville during the week. It was our um last episode we made our picks and talked about the glowing uh brake rotors under the lights and everything and it seemed like at first we might not get that race in and we ended up getting all 500 laps and i think in my eyes that race was a success oh yeah the low downforce versus the high downforce you can see it in the polls and and the telemetry more than we had more than three lead changes throughout the entire race i'm pretty sure (laughs) that's a good place to start in the first 20 laps or something um towards the end it got a little drawn out just because truex was had a rocket ship um mm-hmm. but it was one of those races where sometimes like a guy is just super good and s- smokes the field at the end but we had three different stage winners jimmy johnson got a stage win yep 
Um, Bubba Wallace almost got a top 10 in his mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter car, which is a awesome car to see. Yeah, that um, was brought awesome a lot of external that. attention. Even got a shout out from LeBron James on Twitter. So that was mm-hmm. really cool to see for the sport. Yeah, especially considering everything that happened uh, prior to that with the uh, Confederate flags being banned. It was awesome to see the Black Lives Matters um, car being out there. And Bubba Wallace driving it to an 11th place uh, finish almost had the top 10. But when you're facing off against a seven time champion and who's won almost like a dozen races at Martinsville, Jimmy Johnson, even in the last year of his career, he's not going to be an easy to get around. But Bubba was putting down some hot laps because Bubba was playing smart with his tires. So shouts out to him for a good finish there and a great-looking car. Can I give a uh, shout-out to uh, Corey LaJoy for screwing over JGR by Oh, my God. We've got some really petty things going on in the Cup Series lately, and I, I, I love Corey LaJoy screwing over Hamlin and Bush and even pointing out that he did it on purpose, considering, oh, yeah. like, what was going on. Because, you, first of all, that's your competition, and those guys are – some of the best in Martinsville. So you don't want to let them back on the lead lot that easily, even if it costs you like some positions with track position or whatever later on in the stage. It was a great move on Corey and his crew chief. Like Corey's still finishing 18th and Denny was in 21st, but I'm sure yeah, that Corey LaJoy was far happier just screwing over the JGR guys. Yeah, that wasn't a personal uh, strategy call, but that was definitely a strategy call that mm-hmm. goes, oh, oh, they didn't get their laps back? Oh, that's a shame. Just type a... <laughs> <laughs> that, that was just icing on the cake. See you later. Yeah, that was awesome to see. So, I mean, the race itself was awesome. I think for about, like, 30 laps in the 300s, we had an excellent battle between Keselowski and Blaney. It, it was in Logano, too. Logano had a freaking rocket ship the first 100, 200 laps. I thought that Logano was just going to run away with it all night. And then all of a sudden, here comes Blaney with a fantastic car, who, by the way, went a lot down. Him and Keselowski both had terrible cars that first run, if you guys recall. I think they both and went also, a lot down. Also, big shout out to uh, Ryan Blaney for one of the biggest middle fingers in the windshield towards his teammate Logano I have ever seen. I need to go back and see that. <laughs> oh yeah, they were they were coming up on the end of the stage, and Logano was like, "All right, I'm going to let him stay in the lead lap." But then John Hunter tried knocking off the rear bumper of uh, Logano, <laughs> so Logano's yeah. like, "Sorry, dude, I got to go. I got to put you I... a lap down." And yeah. Blaney just big fist, middle of the windshield, bird salute. Like, oh, that was on par with Elliot's. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm, I'm loving these uh, middle fingers going on right now with the NASCAR. It's very funny. Um, but I don't blame Logano for that at all. And I, I, Dude, if you have a lap car like trying to put you a lap down, and I think there was like maybe 15 to go in the stage, you can't hold him off forever. Like John Hunter was probably going to like keep bumping him until he moved Logano out of the way. Even with like a five second lead, you just got to say, I'm sorry, Blaney. I don't blame Blaney for being upset. You want to play favorites there, but there's nothing Logano could have done. No. Oh no, I'm not trying to play favorites. I just like in the middle of the windshield. (laughs) Oh yeah. No, it was freaking hilarious. I I thought it was a great race. I don't care that uh, Truex stunk it up because you look at how Truex Won it. I mean, what more perfect way for Martin Truex Jr. to win a race than overcoming adversity? Oh yeah, he, yeah. That's the, uh, <laughs> the he's got that big A on his car every once in a while for adversity, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yep. what it stands, that's what it stands for. for Jinx. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It's just hilarious because, like, I during that battle between Keselowski and, and Blaney and, and Logano, I see Truex start showing up, and I'm like, oh. And I look at my friends. I'm like, you see that 19 car? Because they don't watch NASCAR. 
I'm like, he is coming up on these guys so fast because they are giving each other absolute hell right now. And that car has better tires. He's going to make absolute minced meat out of them. And sure enough, he did. It, it wasn't even a contest. Truex Jr. had better tires, was able to just completely annihilate the Penske gang um, on their used-up tires trying to race each other. And from that point on, it was just uh, catch me if you can. And nobody could. Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised that through, um, I guess, 11 races at that point, the only winner from JGR has had been Hamlin. Um, mm-hmm. Still surprised Kyle Busch hasn't found victory lane. He's been close, but yeah, definitely good for uh, that team. I mean, they've been there. They've been mm-hmm. the fastest car at a couple of different races, so it's good You're to see that Kyle, team close. Right? No, Truex. I feel like Truex really hasn't been having a good season, though, prior to that. It feels like... Before his win in Martinsville, he was just kind of having a mediocre. I'm the third driver at JGR. Like, it's really, just like it. It never felt like he was really like super competitive. Like he did win some stages, but he, at the end of the race, he would just kind of fall back to sixth. And you're just like, eh. like he felt like Kevin Harvick last year. Um, like Harvick had a really slow start to the season. Finally got that first win, and now it feels like he's right back into the mix of things. And you know. I don't know if it was legal with them cutting off the front of the car because of the damage. I don't know if that gave him an unfair advantage, but definitely the car was a rocket ship at the end. And that's just been the story of the season. The car to dominate the beginning doesn't always seem to be the car dominating at the end. One thing I didn't get clarification on, when did that saw become re-legal? Because I know they they banned it after uh, Dega that one week. I think it was 2018. It was the gas-powered saw. They ah, okay. That okay, was the battery-powered one. I think that was oh, uh, Cole, okay. Cole Pern mentioned that, I think. Okay. Shouts out Couch Pern, by the way. He's been fantastic on Twitter. Yes. If you guys are not following Cole Pern on Twitter right now, please do mm-hmm. so. Homestead, I, I hit that follow button real quick after uh, <laughs> roasting Jeff Gordon. <laughs> um, but yeah, overall, good race in Martinsville. And I want to give a shout-out to uh, Michael McDowell, who was just in the top 10 most of the day and just having himself a race, finishing 14th. That car, I swear, man, he is getting so much more attention for how consistent he's been vibing in the top 15. It's really impressive to see uh, McDowell kind of hitting a good little peak right now in his career. So good for him. And with Talladega coming up, never know. That car did push, uh, or was it Gilland that pushed uh, Reagan to the victory? I think it was actually Gilland. That car with that team. Yeah, that yes. team. I, I yeah. never count out front row, I feel like, as Super Speedway. Reagan finished in fifth at the 500 was able to survive, so you never freaking know with those guys. That's true. John Hunter. Forget- I'm, I'm calling John Hunter and Michael McDowell as my uh, sleeper and dark horse for Dega right now. Well, right now. you know what? Why not? Why not? <laughs> Matthew, you are that uh, guy. I don't have picks. I'll probably get those later on in the week. We'll figure that one out. Um, So let's see here. Um... Anything else for Martinsville, or can we move on to the Homestead races? The uh, the I, light show at the end Truex was beautiful. Won. <laughs> Hold on. Okay, yeah, Truex, yeah, again, that feels like a decade ago. The light show at the end was awesome. By the way, the advertising for Martinsville was awesome. I loved it. A lot of fans were um, making a lot of cool little remixes with it. I said we should throw on um, San Holo and uh, Kanye's All the Lights remix that I love into that. I think that would have been hype uh either way though i love that light show that was dope it was uh edm festival at a nascar race (laughs) maybe get some lasers next time you were talking about the sponsorship did anybody else see the uh early pregnancy test banner on the backstretch i did not see i did not see that (laughs) oh man (laughs) Matthew, you caught a lot of good stuff from martinsville there 
there was a post on our, on our NASCAR for it. I don't know if I have it. In, ah, I don't want to look for it. I don't care. But at least <laughs> it was up there. I saw it. Yeah. Sweet. Jeez, Louis. Well, all right. Remember, don't be a fool. Wrap your tool. Yep. <laughs> All right, so moving along to Homestead. We got four Homestead races this weekend, and I think that we can officially say the Xfinity Series has been putting on the best shows it feels like this year. That was both Homestead races had everything it felt like. We had great... Lead falling off a car. Yeah, lead fell off a car. I mean, let's start with the Friday race. Starts off with a bang for Chase Briscoe. Uh, his ballast falls out of the car, or lead falls out of the car. Is it, was it his ballast? Yeah, tungsten. Yeah, and it seems to be happening a lot right now. And now, I, 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 this is like the third time I feel like this has happened this year. So, um, checks on those cars for cheating, real quick. But honest to God, like Briscoe having to start like six laps down essentially, and for him to finish yeah. in seventh and get all those laps back on strategy and pure speed. Preposterous. Beast mode. Absolute beast mode. Like Chase Briscoe killing the game there. But I mean, when you look at it, we had lead lap, um, like like actual green flag, unbelievable racing between like the top eight drivers throughout the race. It wasn't like slot cars at all. You could have cars on the inside making crazy ass slide job dive bombs. I mean, I felt like spamming Dale Jr. screaming slide job that entire uh, Saturday <laughs> afternoon. It what was... was Gregson doing? How did he do that? He'd dive in on the bottom, come up, and like not. Gregson was in momentum. fourth place and literally almost slid up into the lead at one of those corners. I mean, are you kidding me with that? Like, Gregson, I might not like Gregson as like a personality, but like as a driver, I can't deny that he is the most aggressive person out there. And sometimes it doesn't pay off. You know, I mean, sometimes like he Saturday ends up damaging the car or taking out his teammates. It honest to God, he's so exciting regardless of what you think of him. Oh, man, I, I just... And He'd honestly, drive. I'll give him that. Then he can oh, he can drive the safer barrier something. when he wins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he, I def, I definitely do feel bad for Gregson. He got screwed over not once but twice by late race cautions. I, I swear to God, and I just need to get this rant out of the way. I don't understand the people who are anti green white checkered at this point. Like, I understand you want to see the race finish under the like normal uh, mileage, but. Why are you denying yourself excitement? Like, a car I understand that's dominating the race that gets screwed over in a green white checker, that sucks, but you still have to have a car that is not only good on the long run, but also can get it done on a restart. Like Restarts are part of racing. That's why restart. I still have a car that's balanced yeah. towards a short run and a long run, because if you focus too much to one side, your weakness is going to be shown at some point. Yeah, I, I just made no sense to me that that is an argument that was going on after the second Homestead race. Because the first one did not, was not a green-white checker. Uh, Clint Boyer made sure we all understood that. Um, <laughs> that was just a normal two-lap dash because they got it restarted in time. And by the way, Clint Boyer and Jamie Mack in the booth are so fucking good. <laughs> like I, oh, even, yeah. They still have a lot of kinks to work out because they do talk over each other a lot like we do on the podcast. But like they are still so electric. Yeah, I'd say um, I've I was sleeping on Gregson heavily. I I still think mm-hmm. he has more to prove just because his two wins in the extended series. One was at Daytona, which is you know yeah Daytona, and then he kind of I mean he earned his win at Bristol, but he did it in a way where he literally wrecked his teammate for it, which mm-hmm. 
happens. Um, so, but it was, I, I gained a lot of respect for him between the two races and he seemed to handle it pretty well. Like I know on the inside, that's got to crush him. Like after leading all those mm-hmm. laps, being in, in front by so much and then to have two cautions at the end, blow it for you. It sucks. It's racing. Um, definitely got to work on his restarts, but besides that, um, awesome weekend for Gregson. Yeah, 100%. Um, you know, and Dale Earnhardt Jr., um, this is his only expanded race of the year. I would like to see him do another one because he definitely was showing some, uh, he was definitely having fun wheeling that thing on the high side and trying to make moves. Junior just, he's always in until the, till the end. And it's like, I really want him to do some more races this year. I would love to see him do a race at Martinsville. Um, yes. Especially now because the Xfinity series is back there, but I really, don't want to see him do it at Martinsville under the current current scenario, just because that means it's the final round of the or final race of the round of eight, and I really don't want him in a one-off being the main show over the final four. Man, I'd love to see him at the uh, Daytona uh, Xfinity race in August. He. I don't think he he'd ever do not it. Going to do that? I know, like, yeah, the risk he, factor is way too high. He did risk, maybe like the Bristol night race or something like that. Um, I think that would be a, he because he loves Bristol, or maybe yeah, if they end up oh. going back to if if let me say it right here, bold prediction: if the Xfinity series ends up at Nashville's um, fairgrounds, he will be in that race. I, <laughs> I don't care so. how old he is; he can be sixty; he'll be in that race. I hope so. Um, you guys want to talk about um, the strategies we saw were interesting. I just want to listen. This is a little controversial. So, if you didn't notice, Mike Harmon had a essentially a Blue Lives Matter car um, on both races during the weekend, and essentially was just kind of doing some PR moves with their pit strategy in the first stage by pitting during the competition caution, getting new tires, and then finishing in the top ten during the first stages, getting points and exposure. It's a it's actually a high IQ play because both races he ended up retiring. Um, what was it? Uh, Kyle Weatherman ended up retiring from the race just because it was like the car couldn't handle it. But I mean, he's still getting that exposure, even if like you know, I'm not like I thought the car was a terrible idea, terrible timing, and and whatever. It's like, but I mean, hey, Mike Harmon knows how to fucking get that exposure. So I mean, that might get sponsorship toward. I mean, not the sponsorship that. They want, but I mean, I don't know. He seems to be doing a great troll job. I guess. Yeah, from a PR perspective, you got to respect it just because he got the exposure. I don't think he made that call just from exposure. I mean, at Homestead, you're going to take those tires yeah, when, you, sure. when you can. Um, I don't think it was anything more than that. I don't know, man. I, I feel like PR-wise, he's trying, to, he's trying to get some more sponsorship. Well, we're I talking mean... about it on the podcast, so it obviously did yeah. work. Yeah, no shit. I got a lot of people talking. Again, positive or negative uh, talk, it's still talk. I mean, more people have talked about Ray Cicerelli last week than his entire career. I mean, but that is mostly negative and probably not beneficial to him ever get. I mean, he lost Bailey Curry, who, by the way, Bailey Curry is a fucking stud who needs to get in some better cars soon. He's he's apparently been very impressive in the I haven't noticed, but uh, someone was telling me he's got a bunch of top 20s in, like, Mike Harmon uh, equipment. So, I mean, shit. <laughs> It is possible. You just got to finish the race. Pretty sure he's mm-hmm. in Mike Harmon um, uh, equipment. Either way, though, uh, anything else from the first one? I mean, Allgaier um, kind of loves the wall. 
We talk a lot yeah. about Riley Herbst being terrible, but Justin Allgaier is also kind of terrible. <laughs> yeah, I don't, Just, I don't know. Justin Allgaier also has won a bunch of races and a championship contender, so I mean... Did we say anything about still in the yet? No, not yet. We can move on. Yeah, I... Uh, Kyle really Bush from wins. trucks, we missed... Yeah, Kyle Busch started in the back and had to do a lap penalty, and you still won. That's about all you can know. GMS said on early on, we don't want to win this race, and all their cars were involved in the race. Yeah. I really, <laughs> I didn't pay much attention to it. Like Kyle Busch just absolutely steamrolled everyone. He starts and he led 82 laps. The other car that seemed to lead the most was 29 from Austin Hill, who I believe started on the pole. He did. Uh, it's just Kyle Busch. How many more races do we have to deal with him in the trucks? Oh, and, and trucks, he is a while to get to a hundred, but in Xfinity, he's only got like four left or something. Well, I meant for the season. Oh, um, one left. Thank, oh, thank God. I can't wait till he stops doing this. <laughs> Just, I don't want to have to worry. Like, even if he does have a fuck up, it seems to happen every single time he's yeah. in one of these cars. I still don't want to have to worry. Well, Kyle Busch is in the never over until the last lap, mm-hmm. and even then. All right. So moving on to the Cup race, uh, Denny Hamlin is confirmed. Well, hold on. We still had one more Xfinity race. Oh, I thought we went over both of them. Whoops. My whoops. Beat. Also, by the way, <laughs> shouts out Harrison Burton for probably one of the most two exciting. Um, laps we didn't even congratulate harrison burton 19 yeah. years old has two wins this year so he is uh he's not only a contender for wins he's a, he might be a contender for the championship later on the season yeah okay also well, something we forgot chase briscoe <laughs> no we, we talked down. about briscoe Damn, I, I, I said yeah six laps down finish in seventh i i just want to give a second shout out to it all right yeah no he deserves more than two shout outs honestly <laughs> Matthew, you want to give him a shout out Hell yeah, shout out Chase Briscoe. I hope he got a boat like he was talking about because the one he promised to take me out on from the NASCAR 4 Heat conversation last year was just a little cardboard duct tape boat. He needs an upgrade. <laughs> I think with a hundred grand, he probably can get something pretty nice. Upgrade I did, I did see him uh, quote tweet you on uh, Twitter, so that was pretty cool. That's cool as fuck. I man. love that. Yeah. That made my night. <laughs> simple Chase. things like that. Yep. Um, yeah, so the second race, Chase Briscoe, once again, beneficial for him. Not so beneficial for Noah Gragson with the green-white checker. And like I said, I, I would like to see races just finish under green. The people who die on the hill of no green-white checkers are just, I don't know what they're whining about. There's other things to complain about, like the cup package. Um, what else? What else? What else? What else? What else? Justin Allgaier again, getting into the wall. <laughs> Shouts out to Corey LaJoy for calling uh, Denny Hamlin winning. He's like, oh, he's going to start on the pole. He's just going to run away with it. Yeah, it's also not the championship race, so he won't choke it away. Exactly. I thought that was a great <laughs> was... little burn. Oh, oh, that's my, that's one of my favorite, um, my favorite rivalry. Real quick, before we move on to Cup, I just I feel terrible for Daniel Hemrick, who was having such a great day. I had an opportunity to get the um, dash for cash and then gets taken out at the end. I mean, that was a that was a hard hit. As soon as he hit the wall, I was very worried. But again, the safer barriers just do their job every single time. A hit like that now is just nothing. So, you know, thank thank goodness he's okay. But that was uh that was an interesting restart at the end that ended up wrecking two um competitive JGR cars at the end. Or not JGR, I'm sorry, uh JRM. When I say JGR. Well JGR car did get involved. Riley Herbst completely boofed it, but whatever. It's not really his fault, is it? Hallmaninger mm. kind of punted him, but it, that's yeah, it could go either way. It could go either way. That's just one. That's just one of them racing you're, deals. You're, you're going for the dash for cash. It happens. It's unfortunate. 
maybe a more experienced driver or Daniel Hemrick saves that, but I mean, you know, or not Daniel Hemrick, I'm sorry, um, Tyler Reddick, but um, which we'll get to that in a second. But um, other than that, Anthony Alfredo had a good weekend. He got a fourth place finish and 11th place finish. So, and Myatt Snyder in Ryan Sieg 93 getting a seventh place finish. Great on him. I do oh, like yeah. seeing Myatt doing great. All right. So now we can finally finish off all the races. So to cap it all off, we had to Homestead one last time for the cup race, which took a freaking eternity. Um, yeah. The NASCAR gods were trying to put Justin Haley back in victory lane. Jokes on them. He wasn't even in the field. So um, <laughs> I was I was hoping that that Daytona race was the last time we'd ever hear lightning delay. And then we got it like three times in the span of four hours. Um, and it was a joke because, I mean, they literally were getting back in the car at lightning strike. Yeah, that was it kind of reminded me of when in the the 500 this year someone said like the rain was literally like on top of the track and they're like all right drivers see your cars and like literally everyone in the media center was like wait what the fuck yeah no that one kind of baffled me too you could see the rain moving in like like, i I was i was running alongside funny enough justin haley and i was like dude it's it's your time (laughs) go for it (laughs) and he was like yeah man Oh my goodness. Um, mm-hmm. So that it took a while to get the race really going, but finally, when it did get going, um, we ended up. I, I mean, I don't know. Personally speaking, I didn't hate the race that much, but I know fans have been. It's still a terrible package. It's like after, I think, after going from the Xfinity race and seeing all the slip and sliding around and drivers sideways coming off the corner every lap to the same. Slide lines, every, cars, yeah, it's, yeah, fun. yeah. It's it's hard to support it on a track like that. Like I, I still go back to what the person says. Like I do think the package definitely does work on some tracks. Like Kansas, it's been a banger on Vegas. It's been good on um, Charlotte. It's been it was good last year. This year, I don't know what was going on there, but like the tracks where there's multi grooves and slide job potential like Chicagoland, for example. Yeah. Um that low down force package is screaming its name. Mm-hmm. It's a shame that we lost one of the tracks that this package does actually work on because it just it wasn't working in in regards. I mean I still had a good time watching. I felt like there were still some good battles. And when you really dive into it, like not a lot of cars were really moving from position to position, it was kind of like if you were in the top 10 all day, you just stayed there. Like, no one was going to challenge you. Like, you got some side-by-side battles, and then it let the car behind you kind of catch up. But it felt like no one was really doing anything up front unless lap cars got in the way. Everyone was just running against the wall and putting up equally similar lap times. It wasn't anything, like, really intense. And when cars would get, like a, I think, like a third of a second away from each other, then they couldn't do anything because you didn't have enough momentum to really get alongside and try and slide job them into the corner. And it was just kind of disappointing. It felt like it had such potential for a great race. And I think at a track like that, you need to do the 750 horsepower. You can't do the 550. You need to give them enough horsepower to get down the straightaway and make a move like that. Because, I mean, it, it was dive bomb central for the Xfinity guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like a short track mentality. I'm talking to myself and hating That's brilliant. <laughs> Anything um, that you can do to replicate the short track feel, you should go for it. Unless it's, I guess, a super speedway. Um, but at that point, that's a whole different ball game. Yeah, um, they've, they've changed the package on the super speedways now. So, I mean, we'll, we'll see how that goes this weekend. 
Mm-hmm. Hey, but, good um, luck I'm... to uh, James Davison making it... his uh, cup debut oh, this week. Yeah, that should be that should be well, fun. What could, could go be wrong? easier considering it's not the super suck anymore. So I mean, he might he might not have the worst time ever. If if you know, I would just probably stay out of the middle of the field if I were him and just vibe in the back with the other Rick Ware car. Let's Rick not Ware forget cars. Assuming no rain happens, that 77 car is the defending winner of a super speedway race that ended on a Sunday. Okay, well, I was about to correct you, but you are correct. Mm-hmm. That's a huge asterisk. Yeah. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's let's hold off on Technically so, the truth though, and that's the best kind yeah, of Yeah, no, it is technically the truth. Um, Whatever, professor. Yep. So, let's see here. Uh, Ooh, weather off, weather looks fantastic for uh this weekend. You know why? Cuz I'm not there. I, yeah. Every the last 3 Restricted plate races I've gone to for cup uh, or whatever tapered spacer, um, dra- high drag, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Races I've been to for um, NASCAR Cup Series have been rained out and moved to the next day. So it, it, you know it's 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 only fair that the first one I don't go to. I I literally can follow my track as often as I want. If I film the finish, Ryan Blaney's not going to win. If I if I try to and I don't and it doesn't work, Ryan Blaney is. Or I'm sorry, Ryan Blaney loses. If yes. I try to film it and um, I fail, Ryan Blaney wins in ridiculous fashion. Um, and then if I just get too drunk, uh, it rains and Justin Haley wins. So correct, <laughs> correct. Um, so yeah, we'll see what happens this weekend. I'm not picking Ryan Blaney for obvious reasons then. But um, finishing up Homestead, it, it, we had a potential for a good finish. It looked like Chase Elliott was definitely going to make a maneuver on Denny Hamlin at the end. And then, in typical Homestead fashion, the guy in second pushed too hard and got into the wall. Yeah, it, it's... It, it's unfortunate that that seems to be the um, the tail end of the the race is just someone pushes too hard and goes into the wall. It's, but it happens. I feel like in almost every uh, setup for a finishing Homestead. And, you know, I'm not complaining. It was still fun to watch it, but this is a huge tease. Yeah, one last happen. one last thing. Um, a, a guy who definitely did not push that hard at the end was Tyler oh Reddick. I can't um, believe considering Mark Martin. Considering he uh, let off the gas with one to go, and he was lucky he had a big gap over fourth, which or over fifth place, which does speak to how well he was running. But mm-hmm. yikes, that would have been. Imagine if that was his potential first win. Oh my god! Oof. Oof. Yeah, not to mention he he could have pulled it into pit road. Coming to the checkered like Mark Martin did, yeah, like years ago at Bristol, he'll let that one down, screaming at him. Oh mm-hmm. my god, I would have been, I would, uh, if I'm on his team, I would have lost my show, <laughs> run on the track, and just been yeah. absolutely like trying to choke him out, like Homer Simpson. Yeah, like, he'll, he'll live that me? one. He'll live that one down just because he didn't lose a position and yeah. it's his rookie season. But man, <laughs> that could have yeah. been so much worse for him. Tyler Reddick got a little excited. And saw the white flag, thought it was a checkered, and it's like, all right, fourth place, nice. <laughs> He's in the God process of thanking his team. Just thank you guys, good pit stops. And you yep. can just hear a spotter and crew chief bleeding over. Go! <laughs> it's like, you know, it was a good shot. Thanks a lot. I really appreciate it. And he finally took his finger off the button. And his crew chief spotter or whatever just says, Go! You can just <laughs> hear it. You could just hear the oh anger in God. Just, oh, Oh, it's fucking classic. I need to. I still need to listen to that audio. <laughs> That's hilarious. God, God bless Tyler Reddick. He he not only is showing that he's the best rookie in the class, but he is definitely one of the funniest right now. That that is. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Yeah, he is, is. I I 
don't think I saw anyone say it yet, but he is the first rookie to finish in uh, the top five this year. I believe that is a correct statistic. Yeah. I don't think Cole Custer's has he has Cole Custer had a top ten? Like Loki. I like feel like every race this year. Yeah. <laughs> he's there. We know he's there. <laughs> like I feel Just like I look sure up where. and I'm like, oh, I wonder who's in twenty fourth. Oh, there's Cole Custer. Oh, um, he has um, oh he has a single top ten. My bad. Daytona probably. No, probably not Daytona actually. I think it was at uh Vegas. probably something like Darlington. Maybe. I I mean he's definitely the fourth the fourth best uh uh Stuart Haas car. But hey, shouts out Eric Almarola for a top five. I I mean apparent according to people on on the internet, Almarola has had a good season and I'm just not noticing it, but like it feels like he's been he just is irrelevant and for him to get a top five out of the weekend holding off uh, Kyle Bush at the end, that, good for him. He needed mm-hmm. that. Alright, I'm trying to get the standings here. Okay, so Talladega. 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 Well, boys, um we got we got we got restrictor plate racing, or I'm sorry, tapered spacer racing back this weekend, but no super suck. We got no super baggage. suck. Um Cars yeah, under that... 200 miles an hour. I, I think it's necessary. I mean, I mean That's obviously. Absolutely. Yeah, it was it was to a point. And I knew just seeing how it's been in the past, like when, when something's so good, something's going to go wrong. And mm-hmm. it, it did in a horrible way. So I, I'm grateful that I got to see the last super speedway race where mm-hmm. no one almost died being the Talladega 2019 fall race, which was and might forever be the greatest race I will ever attend. Yeah, um, that was <laughs> absolutely <laughs> fantastic. But like, yeah, it, it needed a change, but I'm hoping that it's not going to be, uh, you know, like, single file. I think with just because of the big no. spoiler, we're going to get runs, not the huge runs. But I hope, I honestly kind of hope Tandem comes back, just for yeah. the race. Yes. I think Tandem would be a thing that might be it, able to it has here. It has been a thing, and especially when you lower the horsepower, I feel like that only allows for more Tandem racing because physics... I could be entirely wrong, but it sounds smart enough. Custer got Um, his top five at Charlotte number two. Or top ten, sorry. Top ten. Thank you. No, wait, no, he didn't. He, uh, I'm sorry, he got his Phoenix. Phoenix, Mm -hmm. yeah. Sorry, I was looking at where he started. I don't know how he he started uh, in ninth there, but whatever. Oh, inversion, whatever. Ah, that's right. So, (laughs) yeah, he, uh, (laughs) funny. So, yeah, I'm excited. I don't know what to expect. I'm kind of a little bit worried that they didn't, um use the practice that they were going to do. I know just because of like, the, like there's a big no practice wave right now, but the last time we showed up with the super suck pack package with no practice, they were running like two fifteen max um, during the slip streams. And I, I don't think removing the um, arrow ducks and lowering the horsepower is going to increase speed, but just on the odd chance, I would have liked to see a practice. So here's what I think happen um i think that we're gonna get like mid 2000s restrictor plate racing when the cars were just going around 185 190 and then you're gonna get these cars that are like going like 185 and then you're gonna get these super huge runs but they're only gonna be like 192 193 at the most so it's still gonna be it's still gonna be like maybe super suck because of how the high downforce is and like how they've like positioned it because i don't think the package itself is any different on the car it's just the horsepower I'm pretty yeah. sure of that. 
from what I saw in only one ninety three. Only one. Only one ninety three. Listen, man, Jesus. when they're going, when when I have to hear Jeff Gordon every freaking week say, "Oh, they're going one ninety into the corners," and they're only going one seventy three. Yeah, I'll take them actually going one ninety three in real life at this. Point. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I definitely want to see them get ridiculous runs, and I do want to see tandem drive because I don't want to see a freaking parade. But we will see parades at some point because in the second stage, almost of every single one of these uh, restricted plate uh, races, minus the July race last year, it feels like these guys are not trying to race super hard because they want to get to the third and final stage when shit's going to hit the fan. And I still think shit's going to hit the fan. If there is a big accident, I don't think it's going to be as bad, but we probably are still going to get some crazy-ass shit going on. Like, don't get me wrong. This is still Talladega. It's still, like, we saw terrible wrecks in the mid-2000s with those cars slowed down. So it is, like, I mean, you guys remember Scott Riggs in, in 2005? Oh, yeah. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Michael Waltrip, 2004? Like, well, that was, because of, like, wet grass. But still. Yeah. It's... No, but yeah, I mean, there's always potential, no matter what's good, mm-hmm. especially at Talladega and Daytona, like, no matter how James fast you're Davison, going. James Davison, top 10. Yeah, oh, no, 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 if, no, we're not if... letting you. Methy, I'm going to put my foot down right now. You're not picking him as your dark horse. I won't let you self-destruct <laughs> like this. No, 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 I'm, I'm crazy. I'm not stupid. <laughs> there's a difference. So, I, one thing's for sure, I'm so excited for Talladega this weekend. This is going to be, I'm so excited to get back to restrictor plate racing uh, regardless of what you think of the danger i mean that's why we watch nascar there is a danger level to it that adds to the excitement especially at tracks like this i'm not watching it to watch someone get hurt i'm watching it because what if one of these guys is going for the win and they just decide all right i'm just gonna uh, austin dylan someone into the wall that's a danger level right there obviously eric almarola walked away but that was still no, like no, exciting no. you know it's talladega the only thing to properly do there is to lepage the field. This oh is true. Oh my god! Get your get your NASCAR grammar terms correct. Well, what if we vicar? What if we vicar's the leaders? I'm down. I'm down. Uh, yeah, sounds sounds well, good to me. All right, everyone wants to sacrifice. Plus, there, plus there will be fans in the stands. Five thousand. Oh yes, fans. we haven't even um, mentioned five thousand fans have to be separated. Me and Kevin talked about going. Uh, we're gonna wait till the fall Talladega race. Correct. That, yeah, but be, we will... that could be up to 25,000 beer cans on the track at once. This is true. You, yeah. you Each person gets five. Yeah. Yes. Oh, they're I... only allowing five beer cans per fan? Well, no, because no. the first one's going to come up short, and they're going to go, oh, shit, we can move closer, and they're going to get right up by the fence and just slam dunk it over. Yep. Oh, yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll get closer to the, the, the field. Don't worry. And, like, we saw it at Homestead. The fans started gradually getting closer and closer closer sorry i'm watching a cat fight a bird right now this is really entertaining <laughs> holy shit oh, wow, that cat's got damn that cat's got some speed on him oh shit let it be known this is the most entertainment anthony will get for the rest of his time in south florida now that nascar will not be returning there until 2021 stop stop don't tell me that <laughs> all right so let's go ahead and get our picks so alex has not texted me for his picks yet and we'll put that on the twitter account so we'll get alex's picks later on wait in a the minute week. wait did you just say NASCAR's not coming back to Florida for until twenty twenty one. South Florida. South Florida. Okay, I was about to say, wait, I, did I miss them not going back to Daytona? <laughs> Daytona. I was like, no, <laughs> we're going to Daytona. We're we're gonna make that happen. And shouts out Daytona. Okay. We'll get to what they just announced uh, later on in the podcast. But you know, this it's definitely uh, definitely looking forward to when fans can go to Daytona. My, you know, barring if you know, COVID doesn't get out of control because it's kind of getting out of control in the state. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but anyway, Chicago land this weekend. Oh, uh, uh, 
<laughs> well, it's Talladega. I think this is a good this is a good replacement right now. But we we should no, because I'd be at Chicago Land. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Well, you, you'll get mid Ohio. Nah. Road America. Uh, uh, Iowa. Uh, Iowa. The Midwest fan has it rough right now. Let it be known. Yeah. Well, maybe you'll be able to make it to Nashville next year. Uh, yeah. Oh, maybe. You, I don't know. You can go to Michigan. Indy? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Indy Indy's Triple not going to be open, is it? Go to the 500. The... 500, no, maybe. No, the Brickyard, yeah. Brickyard nope, weekend. No I thought fans. they were letting fans come back. No yeah. fans. No, they said no fans because they didn't know if they'd be in the proper phase by that mm-hmm. time. Oh, so instead I'm of sorry, opening Methy. it up now, they just closed it up early. Methy, I'm pretty sure that we can get you to talk to Chasm and, and get him in his house in the Pagoda. We can figure something out here. <laughs> I'm down. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll get you in the Pagoda. He's a good guy. He's actually kind of local to me. Oh, that's cool, man, dude. We should. I would I love met, to get him on the podcast at some point. That would be lit. I met him at Chicagoland last year. We we're hanging out during the rain delay, and he said, yeah, "Where are you from?" I was like, oh, "I'm just 20 minutes down the road." And he goes, "I used to live up there." And I go, "Get out! What town?" He said, "My town." And it was just like we were neighbors. Like that's awesome. Had a good lit. solid year or two. And he goes, <laughs> Yo, "Yeah, so I that... worked at the, yeah, I worked no, at this ahead. newspaper." I'm like, "It's a Menards now," and he just it was. <laughs> It was like holy small world. What's happening? That is That's pretty crazy, cool. dude. Dude, that that cat and the bird are are still going at it. And they moved past my car, and they're still fighting each other. This is this is a better uh, rivalry than Logano and Hamlin. Well, I don't know Logano and Elliot. We didn't even mention that Logano was the pettiest man on earth during the Homestead race. So shouts oh, out yeah. Logano for that Good one. For um, All right, that was a big move, and I approve. Um, okay, so let's get to the picks, Kevin. Like we said at the beginning of the podcast, you officially did take the lead. Um, in the pick'em, you have about a four-point lead over me. You scored sixty-four points last week. Can you hold on to it this week? You know, at, at, I might as well just throw darts if we're being honest this week. But yep. I'm gonna make some calculated picks. Um, ah, see, he's gonna take my strategy now that I'm doing all season to keep me in the lead. Should I? Should I go with uh, my pick now? Yeah, go, give me off? your dark horse. Give me your my dark, dark horse. horse. The one and only. Most recent flipper at Talladega Super Speedway, Brennan Gone, the Revenge Tour. Ooh, dude, Brennan Gone. I, I like. I forgot that he was in the field today until I looked at JC and I was like, "Yes, let's go." You never know with that man. He mm-hmm. finished in seventh or sixth, I think, at, at the five hundred, and got me a good amount of points out of. He that was one. a top tenner, yeah. Yeah, so definitely a good pick with Brennan Gone. Um, I'm going to go ahead and pick Michael McDowell. Like I said earlier in the podcast, it, he, his time is, is now he's getting a bunch of top 15s and never, ever, ever count out front row out of uh, uh, super speedway. It's so possible for them to pull a win out of their ass. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Methy, now is the time that you can make stupid picks. Yeah. Stupid picks. Cause I'm not going to pick McDowell. Cause you beat me to him. You um, can pick McDowell if you want no, to. No, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't play like that. Uh, dark horse, dark horse. Um, shit. Um, you pick him every single week. I think this is the week that you should actually pick him. Priest? No. Priest is a ca- dark horse. Stenhouse is a right. dark horse. Priest Stenhouse is a dark horse. Stenhouse is a dark horse. Ryan Priest finished fifth place in this race last yeah, year. That's did. a great pick. All right, let's go. With Are you... Screw it. All let's right. go with Once Priest. again, Methy has picked Ryan Priest. 
I've got to pay off. Yeah, one day it'll pay off. Um, okay, so Kevin, hit me with your sleeper. My sleeper for this week is going to be two-time stage winner, Ty Dillon. Wow! Yeah. We're picking Dark Horses as our sleepers. Oh, Let's just go. just wait for my favorite. Oh my god, this is going to be nuts. Okay. Um, well, I actually want to take the lead back. So, for my sleeper, I'm going to go ahead and pick a man who decided to go full America. I got Clint Boyer in the undefeated World War Champs asterisk uh, undefeated uh, barstool car because we tied Vietnam and Korea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> also, we literally showed up in World War One in the fourth. Hey, don't worry about it. Dubs and Dubs had a huge lead, but yeah, Dubs and Dub. Um, all right, Methy, give me your sleeper. Do I? I already... just. You already know it's going to be Stenhouse. Yeah, is, yeah. It, is it Stenhouse? Because <laughs> his quote back-to-back World War champs is on the hood yeah. of Boyer's car. So I just, yeah, no. <sighs> Stenhouse. Well, he didn't actually say back-to-back. He said 1776, we are the champ. So, was that it? Yeah, that's, that, that's No, that quote. was it. That was it. You're right. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, but, no, no, no. Well, uh, Stenhouse is, is checkered a record, so. Uh, let's let's see what he does this time. I'm I'm sure that there will be no incidents involving Ricky Stenhouse Jr. At None whatsoever. Track. None. None whatsoever. <laughs> Kevin, I am so excited to hear who your favorite is. So I know you were expecting a guy like Bubba Wallace or Christopher Bell, but I'm actually going to make a calculated pick here because I do did realize that if I pick a favorite as someone who finishes 30th every week, that will hurt. Oh yeah, you will lose 10 points. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to predict the, first of all, the return of tandems or some sort of it. It's not going to be this wild, crazy run package. And I think teammates are going to be more of a, a thing than ever in this race. So I'm going to go with the leader of the best restrictor plate racing team in the sport. And I'm going to go with Joey Logano. Yeah, that's a smart pick there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if yeah. we're being serious, it's it's Talladega. And we can't count out that Team Penske is proposed. Like, I, I was thinking that Penske, like, someone's going to be the odd man out there if they go to tandems because they have three, but then I realized they have a fourth car under the uh, Wood Brothers racing name, and they'll, they'll team up there. And they're all good play racers, so mm-hmm. that's, right. that'll, be, that'll be my pick. All right, boys. Since I'm in second place, I can afford to take some risk. And I... This is the definition of a sleeper. But this weekend... Your and now I've seen him at other plate tracks. If he doesn't get turned, baby, I think Will Byron's winning his first race this weekend. Ooh. I am taking Will Byron out of Hendrick Camp to win at Talladega. That's, that's assuming in. he won't have the every week tire um, issue. Of course, of course. Of course, of course yes, yeah. yes. As, as, as tradition with Eric Jones as well. Well, if his car doesn't suck, like if it looks nice and is not sun bleached, he'll be fine. I still I'm think not... that car was hideous. You're completely wrong, but it's Whatever. okay. Well, it finished in last, so, I mean, NASCAR gods agreed with me. Yeah. Uh, all right. Methy, are we going well, full Team Chaos, or? No, I was going to pick uh, Logano, but... Uh, no, I... pick Logano. Pick... No. Listen, we changed the rules. You can pick the same people. I don't want to. That's boring. Oh, my God. There's no risk... There... No, there's no risk versus reward. I'm going to take the risk, go off the grid, and go with uh, Brad Keselowski to be pushed across the line by Logano. 
Okay, That's smart. Fair, fair. I just didn't want to go easy um, Penske picks, you know, because I'm sure Alex is going to send me either Kyle Busch or um, Logano to win it. And I assume Blaney is probably going to be a sleeper. So I, I can I can tell you right now, I wanted to go against the grain because I wouldn't be surprised at those guys because they've been chirping each other more often than usual. Like you said, Blaney flipped off Logano. Brad Keselowski hates everyone in his organization right now. I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> those boys are battling for the lead with 10 to go and someone's just like, fuck out of here, pushing yep. someone out of the way and wrecks all three. Mm-hmm. And then Matt Benedetto is like, by the way, I'm the fourth Penske guy and I won the race. <laughs> I'd be down with that. Get, get to Benedetto in that all-star race. Hell yeah. Yeah. Oh, please. Oh, Let him man. tear it up at Bristol. Let's be fair, though. He's probably going to win one of those stages in the in – the, uh... oh, wow. Literally any – okay, so I texted Alex. Hey, you got picks right now for Dega. He said literally anyone. So I mean, we can't, we can't just anyone. Great. <laughs> you also get confirmed, Anthony Davison. Um, William Byron is not in the Sunbleach. Anthony Exalta. Davison, Formula One driver. No, James Davison. James Davison. Whatever. Fortieth <laughs> place, Davison. There's only thirty-eight cars showing up. Nope, there's forty. Methy, I will correct oh, you again. There are forty. I don't know. I was just talking shit. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, okay, James Davison, Anthony Davison, there's no relation, right? No, one's Davison, other one's Davidson. And this is Davidson racing this weekend. No. God damn it. You know what, listen, listen, they are both open-wheelers to me, and they're both British, aren't they? I believe so, yes. Wow, is this the first time we've had a British driver in a NASCAR field? Definitely no. not. Probably not. Um... Frank Heaney was Scottish. That doesn't yeah. count as British, but it is the United Kingdom. Okay, he I gave me his picks. <laughs> nice. Wow, I completely called it uh, Joey Logano. He picked his favorite as Logano. <laughs> okay, and uh, he picked Chris Busher and Christopher Bell. Dude, Wait, who's, uh, those who are was good picks. Who was his uh, Joey Logano. Logano, okay. Fair. Yeah. Good pick. Good I pick. told you. I, I called it. You guys all want Penske, and it's like, I'm, I'm telling you, man, I'm going against the grain here. It's it's just so freaking hard not to pick Pansky. What's everyone else picking? This always is a crapshoot. I'm gonna tell him later. Yeah. Um. He also spelled Busher Boucher, so um, Boucher. I don't know who that is. So, so we have a British and a French driver in the field. Bobby this week. Bo- Bobby awesome. Boucher. No, a Cree. Uh, fucking. I want to say Creole. What is it? Crawfish. <laughs> no. Same thing. Yeah. Um. Okay. So rounding out the field, Kevin, you got some F1 news for us. I do. So F1 has, we've covered, they have announced their first eight races of the season, but they are having talks with a lot of tracks on the European forefront that currently do not have a F1 date or did not have a F1 date scheduled. And it's looking like potentially a um, Magello, I think is how to pronounce yes! it. Yes! And Lugello. also... Mugello. Um, Mugello. Mugello. Also, Portugal, their Grand Prix Let's go! Um, track. So we might get a second Italian Grand Prix and a Portuguese Grand Prix, which would I be... I saw Ooh. an onboard of that Portugal Let's track. Go. Oh my gosh, that looks like so much fun. Um, the Estrol? Me... Es... Escari? Es... No. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I uh, Let me look up the... Because with, with F1, we're still kind of unsure of how fans in the stands I'd, I'd guess the um the races at the end would probably have fans just because it's i don't UAE watch the news and... 
because I don't have cable. Like, did Italy, has Italy just like recovered from Corona now? Italy's, yeah, they've been. Let They're me check, vibing. Let me check their um, total cases. God bless them, dude. Right now, I know they were they were having it bad. So yesterday they reported a total of two hundred ten cases. Holy crap! Oh, meanwhile, that, that Florida, is about a tenth Florida of what was like, Florida. Hold my fucking beer, real quick. Yeah, so Italy has been doing a great job with it. Let me check Portugal because I know right now every race through Monza is without fans, which sucks for Monza especially. But mm-hmm. if we can get if we get fans back potentially at the ninth race, that would be awesome because F one races. It feels like the Daytona 500 every race. Every oh, yeah. seat and you is get the Tifosi, You get the Tifosi at uh, Jello. Am oh, I saying yeah. it right? Maybe. No, Methy, Methy corrected <laughs> I thought you, it was so. Mugello. I could, I Mugello. could be wrong. I think it is that's Mugello. I thought it was yeah. Okay, let me just say, Mugello is my favorite track in Forza because it is, like, I don't know why. So I race the 90s um, F1 cars on those, mm-hmm. and my God, do those things fucking just rip around that track. Nice. Those freaking chicanes they have around there, are so much fun to get runs on. Like, oh, I, I, I'm hoping that's a real thing. Um, yeah, Port- Portugal's not doing too bad either with um, oh, Alex. Alex actually so. wanted to pick Brennan gone instead of Christopher Bell, but he's not going to change his pick. Fair. Um, uh, you so know yeah. what? I mean, only one person can have Brennan gone. I feel like he's he's, he's only got room for one man. That's fine. He's a big man. Uh, <laughs> for you. <laughs> um. So. Yeah, dude, I'm, I can't wait for F1, man. I can't wait. Like, I, I've gotten myself hyped for this season, so uh, get that on the road. What else we got for rounding out the field? Rounding like, out the field, um, we kind of alluded to it earlier as a joke. Apparently, 80% of fans do oh. like the 550 horsepower package. I would like and to know which 80%. Twitter, Twitter said the exact opposite of that, actually more so towards the... Um, the no than yes more than 80 percent. it was 87 percent said no they did not like the package interesting yes. um, we ran our own poll on podcast <laughs> and i think we got 87 percent. and uh i think we had 200 votes i think that um steve o'donnell interviewed five people and four of them were paid by nascar so i don't know <laughs> and yeah, i also had a lot of people say hey i meant to pick the other one but i made a mistake when i picked it can i redo it so i don't even know what's going on there yeah. Um. Another thing, a lot of drivers did drop a beam helmets design because he was saying, to put it lightly, thumbs down to the events that transpired over the last week in NASCAR and in the public he eye. The, he called the Black Lives Matter car garbage. Yeah. One, first Oof. of all, wrong. In, wrong. In, in terms of political, but second of all, it was a sweet paint scheme. You yeah, can't call that paint scheme garbage. Scheme. Yeah, the freaking peace sign on on the back of that, that was, was awesome. awesome. Apparently, yeah. Richard Petty designed that too himself, which is even more badass. Yeah, yeah. Was I feel like a, they said a peace sign was on his car in the seventies? Probably, probably. That doesn't make sense. Um, ESPN thought that Dave Blaney finished <laughs> second in the Martinsville race instead of uh, Ryan Blaney, and he was also driving the IndyCar uh, number oh. twelve. So that was a uh, surprising of development course, what- that I. I didn't see in the race, but good for him for doing that. I mean, shouts out 2012 Daytona 500 champion Dave Blaney. My, my true champ. Um, <laughs> we also have a new father on the Cup Series tour, yes. being Austin Dillon. Congrats to his child, Ace Dillon, which is the most Austin Dillon name ever. Mm-hmm. And now um, uh, we have Pop, Pop, Pop. Pop, Pop, Pop. Yep, yep. Basically almost becoming, uh, I forgot the character's name for a community that only says Pop, Pop. Um, 
Fuck. I'm gonna catch. I'm gonna catch that one later. That, that, no, he that, he's gonna end up sounding like the guy from um, what was it? God, ah, uh, that movie with Dave Chappelle and uh, Half Baked. Ah, uh, Half Baked. Pop, 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 pop. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Oh man, dude. Uh, Stone guy it, talking to the horse. Yeah. Shouts out. <laughs> shouts out, uh, Childress, and you know, shouts out Austin. <laughs> I want to say he um. Was it carbon monoxide poisoning that he was getting at Martinsville? What happened to him? Yes, I believe because he had a issue with his right rear tire that cut out some of the uh, crush panels, and it was allowing for carbon dioxide to. And he, he fought for a long time. Yeah, I, heard that was, <laughs> I heard that was going on for a couple hundred laps that he had to deal with that. Yeah, he was he tough as fuck. And, and the weird thing is, he had AJ Allmendinger there as a relief driver too. Mm-hmm. But they, I think at that point, they were like, we're already a lot of laps down. Just screw it. Uh, let's, yeah. not, let's not put our reserve driver into like a metal hot box, which mm-hmm. doesn't already have good IC. So yeah, that was, yeah. that. that's brilliant. Hey, this guy almost died driving this car. Do you want to get in it? <laughs> yes. uh, no, nah. I'm good. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Nah, fam, I'm vibing. Um, some sad news coming out of the NASCAR world. Dale Jarrett, unfortunately, has tested positive for 19. So thoughts and prayers with uh, Dale. Yeah, apparently his system symptoms aren't too bad, but it's always good. You know, not a good yeah, thing a to risk. see. Um, well, you know, there is, you know, luckily for people with COVID, you know, there is a high uh, rate, but obviously that risk is higher the older you get. And unfortunately, Dale Jarrett's uh, younger years are behind him, believe it or not. So, you know, obviously we, we, we do want to see him recover, though. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, God, I love it. Joey Logano and holding up Chase Elliott home said, you cost me a win. I cost you. Like I said, yeah. Richard Richard levels of pettiness. Mm-hmm. I love it. Um, yeah, I so, saw so many people ban. Uh, what was it? Um, pe- it wasn't penalized. Suspend Logano was a, a <laughs> thing that Elliot fans were saying. Like, oh, oh boy, y'all, the, y'all should be suspended then for actually wrecking Logano. What are we talking yeah. about here? All right, and the last thing is, um, apparently, Road America has been having some serious conversations with NASCAR about hosting a Cup Series race in 2021. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say this year because I heard that earlier about this year nah. potentially being a replacement for Sonoma. But yeah, I'm definitely down for America next year. I don't see it happening for one reason. They talked about why they don't run the boot at Road America is because there's Watkins no infrastructure. Uh, did I say? Yeah. Yeah, Watkins yeah. It's yeah. too yeah. over. Yeah. Well, not even that it's too long, but there's no grandstands, there's no infrastructure, seats, uh, bathrooms, restaurants, whatever you want to call them. There's no fan anemones. 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 You see anemones. There's none of them over there. <laughs> and it adds time between when the cars will go past mm-hmm. the main grandstand. Yeah. It yeah. It longer. They have to go past the main grandstand fewer times because there's longer laps. To that, I say... Road America is a giant... No, Road America is a giant the boot. I mean, there's yeah. no main grandstand. It's I all really... open. Yeah. It's, it, it doesn't it bother might me make at for, all. It might make for good TV, but at the same time, they would need to figure out local yellows. Yeah. <laughs> NASCAR and local yeah, yellows. Yeah, we, we know okay. that's not happening. It's, yeah. I just... I don't think it would make for good racing i agree like from a consumer perspective um a four mile lap in nascar i really don't think belongs even in the extended series like i love road america as a track it's a great track i just think it suits sports cars and 
IndyCar is better just because the stereotypical NASCAR race you're able to see. Not, I mean, road courses besides a roller, you're not supposed to see all of it, but like a decent amount. But like, like what you said with why we don't run the boot is because there's no amenities there, and it's it would be such a longer lap, and it is such a long lap at Road America that it would probably be like a sixty lap race. Once you break that up into three stages, then it gets to the point of like a fifteen, fifteen, thirty lap race, and five of those of stage two and three are run under yellow. It just it it becomes a big mess at that and point. One car and I think, goes off and. One car goes off in Canada Corner and gets stuck in the gravel, and they got to throw a caution yeah. for four laps. Exactly, like three laps because they got to bunch the field up, yeah. let everybody pit. All right, now double up. All right, now do another. It's the laps are two minutes and twenty seconds under green flag conditions. Exactly, it's it's too long. I mean, like I, I I'd be a America. fan. I love watching it. I love racing there on you know video games and stuff. I just don't mm-hmm. think it would be good for cup racing. I, I would be hell yeah. I, I've always had this weird thing where I hate I would hate for a race on the Cup Series to be longer than Talladega. I know it's like the weirdest thing, but a 2.66 miles, I always thought that's like the, the most perfect length. That's two and a half miles. That's a long lap. But I would say like the only track that I would support that is longer than that that they would run on would be Montreal just because one, it has the amenities. Two, it's a beautiful facility. Three, it's a new market, long, entirely new long country. Straightaways. There's a lot going on there, so I think that would work. Um, and it, that's only it's under three miles still, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, like even Canadian Tire, I think would be great. I don't know if DRS it has zones. the facilities. <laughs> I don't think it would have the facilities to host a cup race. Unfortunately, I love what they do with the trucks up there, but like, yeah, I uh, not a huge fan of Road America, but it would be cool to see another road course. So if that is what it takes, I would <sighs> I would support it by watching it on TV. Bowmanville would be an absolute shit show um, for the Cup guys, especially coming to the last corner. Let's be real. Yeah, if we if um, we get that in the Truck Series, imagine what would happen in the Cup Series there. <laughs> Jimmy Jimmy Johnson has entered and left the chat. Oh, um, yes. <laughs> I think that we should get IndyCar also in Montreal. Just saying, I think we should have that'd be, that'd be yeah, sick. that would yeah, be lit. Even but. if like because I know F one that weekend already has so much going on there that I don't think there needs to be a, a paired weekend with that. But if there was an IndyCar NASCAR doubleheader. And I'm completely spitballing at this point, but in Montreal, like that would be so cool. You know where they should do it? Indianapolis. I I agree. And hey, we yeah. I guess we're we're getting that in about three weeks. Would you look at that? Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. I got a couple things before we finish up. So shouts out Brandon Thompson, who has overseen NASCAR's touring series, has been appointed to a newly created position of NASCAR Vice President Diversity and Inclusion. So awesome to see that. Um. Shouts out to him. Uh, definitely, you know, we need that in the lower series because we need um, a lot more drivers involved. We definitely want to see the sport grow in a lot of great positions. And, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure that, you know, we can definitely continue to see the sport grow and maybe even globally. Like, you know, we have the Mexico series. We have, um, what is it, the um, European uh, Tour. Um, I know that's not the name of it, but you know what I'm talking about, right? The NASCAR Euro Division, yeah. Yes. And then we have in Canada the Pinty series. Pinty. Yes. I think it's still Pinty's, yeah. Just like you get in the pub. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, uh, what is it? Um, there's a couple more I want to say real quick. Um, I had it, and then I lost it. Oh, um, Daytona is having fans for the July 4th IMSA race. I think it's 2,500 that they're letting go uh, there. So that's going to be fun. They're going to have to spread out, and they're going to mandate masks there, which they are not doing in Bristol. 
Um, so please, if you're listening to the podcast and you are planning on going to Bristol, please, 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 please. I know it's not necessary and um, or not necessary. I know it's not mandated, but please wear a mask, not just for your safety, but for your family at home. Just, just do it. Like, you know, you don't want to be the unfortunate person that does contract COVID and unfortunately like gets your family sick. Like, so please take precautions while you're there. Social distance don't be and that be smart. Don't yeah, be, don't be that, that dickhead. Dickhead. Don't be that <laughs> asshole that's not wearing it and it's asymptomatic and then just spreading it around. Like, oh, I don't have it. No, exactly. it's yeah, don't, do. don't you just gave Rudy it to Gobert. 40 people. Don't be Rudy Gobert. Don't play for yep. the Jazz. Like, okay. if, if, you're, if you're in the Bristol area and you want to go to the night race in September, wear a mask because if you're wearing a mask now, odds are, if things trend positive, which they, they are in Tennessee, um, you'll be able to go to that race in September with a lot more fans than 30,000. I'm just going to wear a Nomex balaclava just because I have one and I can. Yeah. <laughs> I have, like, a fishing mask that, like, goes over to, like, half my face. And I love those things. I probably would wear one of them track. They look great. Get an American I flag wanna, one. I just want like, to say, yeah, one. my mask is... I just want to be able to say my mask is playing retarded. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Um, I don't really have anything else. Yeah, guys. I think that's it's it's been a long episode. Thanks everyone. Yeah, this for is a long one. Bearing with us, so there's a lot of stuff going on. Now we're getting to that stretch where there's only one race, um, one cup race per weekend. We only have one more weeknight race, and that's Kansas in the and, middle to end of and, and the and, and the All Star race. Yes, thank you. Um, is that so back? Yeah. I think that actually might be back to back weeks. I think about it. Yeah. It is. Ooh, well, we'll okay. figure those out, and hopefully we don't have too many long episodes like this. I do like the long. You get to talk about a lot of good shit. Mm-hmm. I do enjoy it. Um, what, what did I want to say? So, hey, just real quick, I know that I started out the episode, but shouts out to Stadium Scene TV. Guys, make sure to check them out if you're a podcaster and creator. They can get you in touch with a lot of your fans. Um, just go to stadiumscene.tv and check out their MVP network if you'd like to continue to boost your podcast. We've been seeing a great boost in numbers. Shouts out to all the loyal fans who've been listening to every single episode. Um, I don't really have much else to say other than thank God we're going plate racing. <laughs> Woo NASCAR. Yeah. Woo NASCAR. Woo NASCAR. All right, so until next week, I have been Anthony. I have been Kevin. I have been Major General Metfield. <laughs> Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram, LTLN Podcast for both, and subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you podcast. See you guys next week. Love you. Bye. Bye. I hate worrying about the future Cause all my current problems are based around the past And I hate when you call me late at night Just to check in to make sure I got nothing to be sad about But it's alright and I'm okay I won't need your help anyway I will I hate having to think about my future When all I want to do is worry about everyone but me difference whenever I'm talking to you and I know that you just adore starting off with me that way that there's no way that I'll assume that you're wasting all of my time to vent about your problems like how your Instagram stopped working and how your friends bailed on you but it was funny cause it was the day you were supposed to hang with me yeah about that
Cause all my fucking problems are based around the past And I hate when you call me late at night Just to check and to make sure I got nothing to be said 